All right, guys, welcome to the show. Joining me today is writer, coach, and lecturer Robert Kendall. Since 2002, Robert has participated in more than 2,000 live events, workshops, lectures, and podcasts. He is also the co-founder of One Taste, a business dedicated to researching and teaching the practices of orgasmic meditation and slow sex, which has been featured on the Today Show, New York Times, Inc. Magazine, Time, and Cosmopolitan. Robert's area of expertise lies in his ability to take complex situations and give pragmatic, easy-to-implement practices to improve intimacy and communication. Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. It's great to have you. I'm super excited to jump into the main topic of this episode, which is men's sexual shame. But before mm. we do, please take a minute to fill in the gaps from that intro and tell us how did you get started on your journey? Because I'm always interested in finding out how the guest's personal life has led to his professional becoming. Wow. Well, it's it's been quite the journey. At this point, the journey for me from yuppie, normal, well-laid-out path started in 1998 when I was 28. So a good 20 years ago is when my life totally etch-a-sketched. And what happened to me was basically two main things. One, I went to Burning Man in 1998 and really just kind of expected to go for my wife at the time and kind of was her desire. And then I realized there was a whole new part of myself that got awakened at Burning Man. There was this other side of me that sparked up and said, oh my God, there's something beyond what I knew inside of me that happened. The second happened in my first workshop around sexuality in March of 1999 when I made a total fool of myself and I basically got the download of how much I didn't know, how little I was in touch with my own feelings and my own communication and embarrassed myself so deeply that I decided I want to do something about it. So that was the two main things that sparked this change to my life. So it's been almost 20 years now, right? True. It's been 20 years. Wow. That is a long time. And I'm super excited to have you here to share some of the knowledge and wisdom that come with all those years of experience. And one of the first things I want to touch on is something that I have frequently noticed in my work with men and that is their inability to communicate openly about their sexual needs and desires with their partners. Would you agree that this is a real problem for men this day and age? Well, I think it goes, yes, I agree, but I think it goes beyond that. I don't think men are allowed to t talk about it at all with anyone. And sexual shame, you know, encompasses us. And if we are all, all expected to be expert sexors, people who sex, sexors, <laughs> and... When we don't have that ability, we're supposed to just make it up as we go along. But there's not a lot of education around sexuality. True. You know, we're supposed to be like Navy SEALs. We're supposed to dive in, <laughs> in the dark, quiet, get the job done, and get out. You know, it's like we're supposed to be expert in that. But most of us really don't have that innate talent. And it's the lack of permission to ask questions and talk about it that really is the endemic issue with men's sexuality and where the shame comes from. Because if we're not expert, then we fear our manhood, we fear our ability to please our women, and it's a huge issue for most men in society. I was thinking about the fact that usually women get annoyed when guys say, okay, please guide me a little bit, or when mm -hmm. guys ask questions about 
their partner's wishes or how should they approach her during their intimate moments. Mm-hmm. And guys are pretty much unsure when it comes to finding creative ways to improve their sexual life. So what advice would you give men in the audience? When women get annoyed when men ask, it's because they're annoyed because you're late. You're too late actually to ask any questions. Okay. So women are more game to communicate and help in the beginning or the middle. But if she's annoyed, that means you've ignored the issue for way too long and they're just frustrated and they're actually not interested in investing in you anymore because you haven't shown the initiative before that. It's like the point of no return. So just know if they're annoyed, it just means you're asking a little bit late. The way I advise is to set up the the communication pathways right at the beginning of the relationship, right at the beginning of when you're starting to make out. You know, offer the pathway like, hey, I just want you to know, like, I'm totally adjustable. I'm totally into hearing about your desires. And maybe we're not going to talk about it during the act, but we could talk about it before or after. That way I can learn about your body. We can be in partnership of what you love and don't like. And then if you do it before, then she's going to be a lot more willing to communicate around it than if you're in the middle after she's already frustrated. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's great advice. But what can men who are, I don't know, married with that woman, what can they do if they've already passed that point of no return? Is there anything to do, actually? Well, there's always a chance. And sometimes you just have to be like, honey, you know, we've been together for six, seven years now. It doesn't feel like our sex life is gratifying to you. I know it's not quite gratifying to me, and I am so interested in investing in our relationship. I'm so interested in working on this with you. Can we start to take some steps to make this better? So what you do there is it's vulnerable because most men don't act vulnerable. They're actually more like blaming the woman or blaming the circumstance or not willing to say, hey, let's do this together. Rather, it's something's wrong with you. And even if you don't say the words that mean there's something wrong with you, they still can feel your intention, your motivation, yourself behind those words. And women are a lot more intuitive than men, so they can pick up on that subtle blame, even if the words are so, like, gracious. Yeah, I completely agree with your point of view. That's my experience as well, especially working with couples. Usually guys are very critical about their sex Mm -hmm. life. And as you said it, even if they don't necessarily speak it out but there's a lot of blaming in the background Mm -hmm. they're critical Mm -hmm. and they're blaming something like okay so you're not open to to trying you're not speaking about this you're you're constantly refusing me and all that stuff and it literally shuts down their partner totally 100 percent. and it's co-created just remember the issue is co-created and, and as much as one partner or the other is, quote, responsible, the other person is equally as responsible. It's a team. It's a connection. And most men won't come from that. They'll come from their ego. They'll come from blaming. And then they'll shut their partners down and there'll be no progress whatsoever. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Robert, could you recommend some resources for guys? What to read? I don't know. What movies to watch? What sorts of help should they search for with this particular issue? 
Well, unfortunately, there's not a lot of great men's books out there, and there hasn't been for about 20 years, to my knowledge. I'm doing some research. I'm actually writing a book for men that should be out in a couple of years, depending on my publishing contract. Okay. But you know, in my research, there's really not a lot of books out there, and there's not a lot of book around sexuality. There are some good books out there that you can read. David Data's Way of the Superior Man, 1997, is a yeah. good book. Classic. A little antiquated. Classic. A little antiquated. Yeah. It's a whole different world now, but he really comes across with some great stuff. No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover came out in 2000. Also another great book talking about how men suppress their anger to order to feel connected. And there's some other great sex books out there, but the real one is is really just to talk to your partner and get in communication with your partner because reading the books is one thing and there's blogs and there's movies, et cetera, et cetera. But the real thing is, is just talk to your partner and be willing to say, I want to do this together. That's the most important thing. First of all, you're perfectly right. Nothing can replace direct, honest, vulnerable communication with your partner. But as you were talking about David Data and Robert Glover, Gérard Leleu popped into my mind. He's a French physician and sexologist, author of numerous works on the couple and the pleasure, the most popular one being The Treaty of the Caresses. It's a great read, and I highly recommend it for guys who want to improve their sex life. I'm not sure if it has been translated into English, but I will check this out and leave a link in the show notes, guys. Oh, wait, I remember what, another one. There's a book called Guide to Getting It On which I must have read 10, 15 years ago. Okay. It's a step-by-step one that's been revised a couple of times, and that's another great book, Guide to Getting It On. I have no memory of the authors, but you could, okay. you could check that one out as well. Absolutely. I will check it out. Okay, Robert, as we are reaching the second part of the show, I would love to ask you a few personal questions that will give the audience invaluable pieces of wisdom to help them on their journey. So are you ready for the fire round? It's me. Awesome. Here's the first question. If you had the chance to talk to your 20-year-old self, what advice would you give him? What would you tell him to do differently? First thing I would say is my journey's been perfect, and it's been a very wild, crazy journey. The thing I would tell my 20 self, though, is to believe more in myself. I was so in tune with looking for external validation. I was so always looking and pulling and manipulating other people to validate me as a man. And so as a 20-year-old, I would say, just start to do the work to build my self-esteem. Start to do something that I could believe in myself and external validation would be the gravy, the ice cream on top of the apple pie. You know, that would be the extra. So just start to do what it takes to feel right and good about myself. That would be the thing I would tell my 20-year-old self. Awesome. <laughs> great, great advice. All right, Robert, what advice would you give a man who feels stuck in his current relationship, married or not, and feels unable to move forward? My belief is that all stuck relationships, all mediocre relationships is based on that people lie constantly to their partners. They lie to themselves, they lie to their partners, and to me withholding Holding back information is akin to lying. There's this rich world inside any guy who is stuck that he's not revealing to his partner based on fear, based on the fear of her reaction or fear of her abandoning him. 
And so when you don't tell the truth, that's what leads to stuckness and stagnation. So the advice would be to, one, set up something with his partner to say, listen, honey, there's a lot inside of me that I realize I withhold. And first, I want to apologize for not being forthright. And I'm realizing that this is having this relationship not be as awesome as I think it could be. I want to create some methodology, some parameter, so I can start to reveal to you parts of myself so they're not stuck inside. Would you be interested in that? And if she says yes, then you figure out the best way to do it. You sit up 30 minutes a day or turn off your cell phones or whatever. And then you just start to reveal those parts of yourself that are inside. When you tell the truth, you create motion. And in that motion, your relationship will either move from that stuckness to something awesome, or it could lead to an ending, just to be honest. But I would rather have a relationship end than have it be stuck in my world. So just start telling the truth. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right. Mm. And here's the final question. Please share a piece of advice that your father never got to tell you or he didn't know about being a man in today's world. I'm talking about information or advice that would have changed everything in your adult life. Well, the main thing is I was taught by my dad and by society, and I was born in 1970, so I'm a child of the 70s and 80s, that women were the lesser sex. Women were weaker, not as smart, not as powerful. And that really messed me up, you know, because I was born to be a chauvinist. I was taught to not value the power of women. And so the main lie he taught me was that women were less, and they're not. In fact, they're highly skilled in many, many things that men aren't. Communication, noticing, emotional intelligence. And so the thing that he lied to me about was that my mom wasn't as powerful as he was, and she is, and she always will be. So that's the, the thing that really comes up when that question gets asked. It's a very important distinction in today's world because unfortunately many men still are still trapped in that way of looking at things. Before we say goodbye, tell us about the projects that currently excite you and where can people find you? There are like 19 projects at this point. <laughs> I like to keep my mind very varied and busy. The two main things that really turn me on, one is my podcast, which I do weekly. It's called Tough Love, T-U-F-F, Love. It's a live coaching call every Thursday at 10 a.m. PST, and you can find the archives on my website at toughlove.live, T-U-F-F, love.live, or via iTunes, and it's my heart of passion. It's, I have great guest stars, and I have rants, and it's a great process. It's a great show. This, yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And the second thing is I'm working on a book project. It's called The Unhidden Man, and it's a way for men to live unhidden, learn how to treat women. And the greatest thing people can do if they're interested is to sign up for my mailing list to help with my book proposal. And you can find that mailing list also at toughlove.live. And there's going to be writings and sample chapters coming out of that book. So those are the two main projects I'm excited about. Awesome. Okay. Robert, thanks again for joining us today. And I'm looking forward to having you again on the Men's Journey Today podcast. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Guys, till next time. Take care.